0: And to Jesus be the praise and the glory. It's almost Christmas. And today I want to talk about my favorite person in the world, the Holy Spirit. Ah, what a blessed Lord we have. What a precious Jesus to give us the Holy Spirit, you know. And let's just pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your wonderful grace and mercy. To you, sweetest Jesus, belongs to all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And God's people said, Amen and Amen, and thank you for being with me, you wonderful people of God. I pray you have the greatest Christmas you've ever had in your life. All right, listen. Before we can really understand the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to understand who is He, the Holy Spirit Himself. Because otherwise fanaticism results, when when people see the Holy Spirit as power or as influence, then they want to use that power. They want to use that influence. But when they see the Holy Spirit as a person, then they say, Lord, use me. So I think it's time to see him as a person. And he is the most exciting, colorful person I've ever met in my life. Because, you you know, he is the Spirit of the Lord. And, you know, people ask me often, well, who is the Holy Spirit? Well, he is Jesus Unlimited. That's who he is. Because when we see him, uh, you know, because he, he is the Spirit of the Lord, remember that. He is the Spirit of the Father and the Son. But he's so exciting, so colorful, so full of love. Oh, dear Lord, there's no way to describe him, to be honest with you. And when we see him right, when we see him the way we should see him, uh, one who is holy, one who is wise, one who is mighty, one who is so tender, so loving, uh, that's when we will surrender to him. You really cannot surrender to a power. You surrender to a person. You cannot surrender to an influence. You surrender to a person. People always ask me about, you know, how I surrender on the platforms when I've been ministering now, goodness, almost 50 years. When Jesus becomes real to me, that's when I can surrender. I cannot surrender to nothing. I surrender to the Lord himself. But he has to be real to me. And he becomes real by his spirit. So that's why I worship in those meetings. I, I always begin a service, I'm sure you know that, with worship. Whenever I pray for the sick, wherever I am, even if I'm teaching the word, I just always worship first. Because that enables me to surrender because the Lord becomes real in worship. And when he becomes real, it's so easy to surrender. So easy. And we're talking about the Holy Spirit. I surrender to the Holy Ghost so he can use me. Otherwise, there's nothing I can do, believe me. So, um... He is as real as Jesus. And we have to understand something. That the Lord Jesus said, it is more expedient for you that I go away. Because he was limited to a body when he walked the earth. So the things he said, they could not fully understand them. But when the Holy Spirit came, they knew more about Jesus then while he was there with them. Why? Because the Holy Spirit revealed the Lord they saw physically. Like Paul said, we know no man after the flesh. What did he mean by that? Well, you can't know the Lord after the flesh. You only know him by the Spirit. So here we are. Jesus is on earth in the flesh, and they could not know him fully because only the Holy Spirit revealed him. And that's what Paul meant by, we know no man after the flesh, not even Christ, because we don't know who the Lord is without the Holy Spirit revealing him to us. All right, so um, the ever-present loving friend, mighty helper, wow, always by our side, ready to deliver us in times of troubles and emergencies, ready to be our help whenever we need him. Who do we have? We have the Holy Spirit. So I was, I was listening a few days ago to Billy Graham's daughter, powerful preacher, by the way, and I honor that family. I honor them greatly, all of them. And she was saying something really powerful. She said, the Holy Spirit, is Jesus without skin, and I really love that the the way she said it. I've always said he's Jesus unlimited. He's Jesus with no limit. But I I, I think that's just a, a good way to say it. he is Jesus without skin. He's he is he is all he's he's everywhere, you know, the ever present Holy Spirit, you know. And I've I've always asked people, what if Jesus, uh, uh, after he rose from the dead, stayed on the earth? And I'm sure the disciples wanted him to. And that's why he said in John 16, it is better for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the spirit, the comforter will not come. So, But let's say the Lord stayed, okay? How would you, how would you have time with him? Had he stayed physically, I mean. You'd have to fly to Jerusalem. Get an appointment with thousands and thousands of people ahead of you. And the Lord would not have been able to even minister to that many at one time, just maybe a few seconds, and that's it, maybe that. But by His Spirit, we all have Jesus for ourselves in a glorious, all the time, day and night, twenty-four hours a day. And the Lord said something powerful. He said forever. So think about that. The Holy Spirit is given forever. So when we're going to see the Lord physically? His spirit will be in our hearts forever. That, I tell you what, I want to shout just to think about that. Because it's so exciting that I can see him one day. I'm going to see him. You and I are going to see his lovely face. And and when we walk away from him to do whatever we have to do for him eternally, he'll still be there with us. He's just as real today in our hearts as he will be in heaven. Think about what what I'm saying to you. Because the Holy Spirit makes him real. How can you you love someone you've never seen? Yet we love him. Love him enough to die for him. No matter what. Our love for the Lord is is stronger than our own life. It's stronger than anything in our life. But what gave us that love? Who gave us that love? The Holy Spirit. How really is is it to you? Think, Think about that. If I should ask you, how real is Jesus in your life? You'd say he's more real than my own life, of course. But who gave him that? Who gave you that reality of the Lord? The Holy Spirit. And we say, you know, Jesus is in my heart, but is he? Physically, of course not. (laughs) He's in heaven physically. But he's in your heart by his Holy Spirit, because he is the Spirit of Jesus. Exactly, exactly. But I'm just trying to, to uh, kind of, you know, get the point across. People say, well, Jesus is in my heart. Well, I say, well, wait, hold it. Jesus is in heaven, seated at God's right hand. But by his Spirit, he is. So you're right to say Jesus is in my heart. But who is really in our heart? The Holy Ghost. Who is the, the Spirit of the Lord? and and he is like i just said earlier he is as real as the lord but what makes him what makes him real well he is a person now you you cannot look at a casket with some body in that casket and say that's a that is a person it's that's not a person it's the body of the person who used to live there so at death the person leaves but that body stays in the casket That's why, to be absent from the body, we are present with the Lord, as 2 Corinthians 5 says. So we have to understand, a body does not make a person. And the Holy Spirit is a person. How do we know? Well, three things. Number one, knowledge. There are three things that make a person a person. Number one, intellect, knowledge. And the Bible tells us so beautifully that the Holy Spirit has knowledge. Because it says in 1 Corinthians 2, 11, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So he knows, the, the Holy Spirit knows. He is the all-knowing, omniscient Holy Spirit. And so powerful that the Bible tells us he even knows the deep things of God. Look at verse 10 of that same chapter, 1 Corinthians 2. It says, But God, well let me just read even verse 9. I had not seen, ear not has not heard into what has what God has prepared for them, which 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 love him. But then it says, But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Why though? Why? Because He is the one who reveals them to us. Because it says in verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why? That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So it's through the Holy Spirit we know everything there is to know about the Lord. Freely, freely. And remember, Angels cannot know the Lord. Angels know him by watching how he deals with you. I've said that before. And a lot of times people don't pay attention to everything that they hear. But this is a very, very powerful portion of the Bible in Ephesians. Lucas, I'm sure you probably heard me say that. But I'm going to show it to you. And I have another young man right here. I have an amen corner to have. Yeah. I love it. So look at at Ephesians 3.10. It says to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. So do angels know the Lord? They don't know him except by watching him dealing with us because he is revealed by the Holy Spirit. And angels are not filled with the Holy Spirit. So how can they know God? They know him by watching the way he deals with us. That's why they cry, holy, holy, holy. They cry holy as a response to to watching how he deals with us. That is like, you know, you want to shout on this one. Every time the Lord forgives someone's sins, they cry, holy. Every time he heals someone, holy, everyone he does something for holy because they just can't 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 they they almost don't understand because they don't understand our salvation today that's what what the Bible says, so they cry holy in response to his love for us. did you know that lucas well it it yeah it's blessing me too. I have a young man here named Carson, and uh, but it, it, it blesses us. You think about, they cry holy when he saves a soul. Holy. They cry holy when he heals a the body. They cry holy when he answers prayer. They cry holy, holy, holy in response to the way they see him loving us, saving us, touching and healing us. So the angels, it says, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers, in heavenly places might be known by the church, by the, that's you and me, the manifold wisdom of God. You are the only one who can know God. Unbelievers cannot know him. Nobody can know. You can. What a privilege we have. We're the only creatures, we're the only individuals that can know the Lord. Now that is to me, oh, it, it's overwhelming. And all that is possible by the Holy Spirit. And if I may add, the Holy Spirit not only has knowledge, he has emotions. He feels, he has feelings. Because in, in, in Romans 15, 30, it says, for the love of the Spirit. Paul writes these words. He says, now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. He was asking them to pray for himself. He said pray for me for the love of the spirit do it. It's like oh, oh stop knock knock knock. If you because the Holy Spirit loves you is what he's saying please pray pray for me. That, that's incredible. I mean we know the love of God the Father because he loved You and me to send his son. We know the love of Jesus to die for us on the cross. But very few few people talk about the love of the Holy Spirit who brings us to Jesus, who reveals Jesus to us, who, who follows us before we are saved to convict us. Think about how often do you ever hear about someone, and I've heard some, of course, talk about how they got saved, how the Lord was convicting them for years. Think about the Holy Spirit loving them enough to go after them into into the bar or into a movie, convicting the soul that he needs Jesus. Think about that, guys. It took me a year before I said yes to the Lord. It took me a year in school because I thought those kids who were you know, every every day because they were in my class. Benny, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. I thought they they were all crazy. Because I thought I was Christian, grew up in a in a in a Greek Orthodox home. We were devout Greek Orthodox people. I was an altar boy in church every Sunday. I thought truly I'm the Christian, not these guys. And they were going around, always smiling and always saying things I couldn't figure out. And in class and on the way to from class to another, he loves you, Benny, he loves you, Jesus loves you. I wanted to run away from him. And one day, they asked me to come to a prayer meeting, and when they began speaking in tongues, I felt the power of God so so, so strong. I said, Jesus, come back, come back, because I saw the Lord when you know I was a little kid. In a, in a vision. Because no one told me, please pray after me. I just said, come back, Lord. But that Thursday, Lorne Cunningham preached the gospel at, at the catacombs, and that's what I really Publicly made a public confession of the Lord. And I've not been the same since. But think about that the Holy Spirit was after me for a whole year. He loved me that much. Isn't that amazing? Think about how long was it after you before you got saved? Following you here and going there into the dirtiest places in the world. Yet he was there trying to convict you that you you, you don't need that life. It's not a good life. Then you got saved. Think about that. That's the love of the Holy Spirit. And he loves us so much that even when we sin at times, he, he, he know, doesn't walk away from us and forsake us. But there is a danger if you keep sinning, you know, then then, then, then he'll leave. David knew that. That's why he said, take not the Holy Spirit from me, because he knew it. So, But he doesn't leave easily. He doesn't give up on us that, that, that easily. Old Roberts here years ago told me this. He said, "The Lord does not give up on us that, that that easily." He said, "It could be years, years." Wow! What a God! And not only is He love that He loves us, but more than that, He has will. He He makes His own decisions because it says so in First Corinthians twelve eleven. It says, "But all these worketh that one and self same Spirit, dividing to every man." severally as he will. So he's got knowledge, he's got feelings, he has will. Well that makes him a person. And as a person, we we why ignore him? Catherine Kuhn said one one thing, one thing one thing I'll never forget. She said the greatest sin against the Holy the, the Holy Spirit is when you ignore him. You act like he doesn't exist. And I was stunned when she said that. And you know the only sin that cannot be forgiven is blasphemy against him. When you call his works the works of the enemy, I will not want to be in the shoes of the person who's ever done that knowingly. On Judgment Day, wow. Most precious person who is easily grieved and wounded. It says in Ephesians, grieve not the Holy Spirit, grieve him not because he can be grieved if we don't if we don't treat him right. And the things that grieve him most, by the way, right there in in Ephesians four, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. But what grieves him? Well if you read the verse before and the and the and the one after it tells you what grieves him. It says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, that grieves him. Then it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. So these are the things that grieve him. Because he starts by, in fact, he starts a little earlier in verse 20, uh, 26. He says, be angry and don't sin. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Don't give place to the devil. Because that grieves the the Holy Spirit. Uh, Let him that stole steal no more. But let him labor, working with his hands, the things which are good and so forth. Then he says, let no corrupt communication come out of your lips, out of your mouth, but only say what, what, is, what will edify people and minister grace to them. And grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed. Then verse, you know, 31, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice. So he can't be grieved. He, that's why he came as a dove. And doves, are uh, they easily are frightened and, and, and and fly away. They're very tender animals. Well, anyways, it is He, the Holy Spirit, who gives us the ability to even say, not just know God, but even to call Him Father. The children of Israel did not know God as Father. He, he wasn't revealed to them as Heavenly Father. It was the, it was the Lord Jesus that, that, that brought that beautiful truth to us. Even though He was their Father, they didn't know him. And there's only two or three two or three times in the whole Old Testament where they called him father. Isaiah did, and I think it was, it was also in Ezra. But the thing is, they did not know him as father. It was Jesus who revealed him to us as heavenly father. Because he said, when you pray, say, our father. That was the, the first time those words were used in public when the lord spoke to the crowd he said call him father wow but only the holy spirit can 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 enable us because in galatians i love that 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 part in you know uh, chapter 4 verse 6 it talks about that he's one who gives us the ability to call him father and in romans also by the way so he prays not only for us but he prays through us. Because the Bible also says in Romans 8, 20, and let's go to that real, real quick. I can't believe I'm almost out of time. Wow. Well, I'm going to continue tomorrow. And um, you know why I'm teaching on this? Because this Thursday, today's Tuesday, so two days from now, it will be 50 years from the day I met him. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in a Catherine Kuhlman service. Wow! I'll never forget that day as long as I live. It was like yesterday. I met the Holy Ghost when Miss Kuhlman introduced me to the Holy Spirit. Of course, you know she didn't say to me, uh, you know, when I was alone there. But she—that's when one, the Lord revealed through her that He is a person. And then I wrote the book "Good Morning, Holy Spirit." That it's still—can you believe it? It's still selling. It was 1991, I think, that that book was published. 91 or 92, I can't remember. It is still selling. Uh, it, it's a miracle. It's in the millions, in the millions of copies and in almost every language on earth. Only God can do that. But the thing is, he, the Holy Spirit, is the one who revealed to me Romans 8:26. I will never forget. I'll just tell you this quickly and I can continue tomorrow. When I met him, I said, please tell me who you are. The next day after I had gotten home and I heard someone, I heard someone say, turn to First Corinthians chapter 2. I heard the very words in my ear, turn to First Corinthians chapter 2. And I read right there from verse 10 and on. And that was the first introduction to him. And I just read that portion to you earlier. I had not seen nor ear had heard. That's what I began reading. Because he said, turn to 1 Corinthians 2. And it just, my eyes locked on that portion. And then I saw, oh, that I might know the Lord, that's who he is, to reveal God to me. it has changed my life. And then I will never forget when he said, right after he said, turn to Luke chapter 3. And I did, and there I see the Holy Spirit coming upon the Lord in the, in the waters of baptism. And it's just, that was the beginning of my incredible, you say, how did you hear it? I don't know, I just heard it. I just, who are you? And I heard a voice say, turn to First Corinthians, turn to, wow, what a God, amazing. The 50 years this, this week, what a glorious life I've lived to Jesus with a praise. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray, for as we ought. You know what? I just, I've just got to stop. Somebody has just been healed. Someone has skin cancer. And while I've been talking, the Lord just healed you. Every time I speak on the Holy Spirit, somebody gets healed. I'm telling you. Someone has just been healed while I've been talking about the Holy Ghost. You know, it's true. Whenever you talk about him, he comes. Lord, thank you. There's a lady. And the Lord is even giving me your name, Elvira. I've never even heard that name before. And I don't think I've ever met. You, you are a Spanish woman. They call you Alvira, but it's Alvira the way you call your name. You have skin cancer. And you're wearing a dress with flowers on it. Right now, I'm talking to a lady that's been healed of cancer, skin cancer. Lord, thank you for your love, dear Lord, dear Lord. Let me go back to that verse. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we are. But the Spirit himself, the King James says itself, that's a mistranslation maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Think about that Jesus prays for you in heaven and the Holy Spirit prays through you on earth. So how can you lose? (laughs) There's no way. The only only people that lose are those who decide to lose. Quite simple, isn't it? Oh, Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. Think, Think about, I mean, he knows you and he knows me better than we know ourselves. So who is better to pray for us, us or him? He knows me and you. Better than you know me and you. Think about that. He knows me better than I know me. And he knows you better than you know you. So who is, who is the one who can pray best for us? Me or you? Or the Lord, I should say. The Lord. We give you praise, Lord, for your love. Blessed Holy Spirit, thank you for being our comforter, our teacher, and our guide, and our joy. To you be the praise. To you be the honor and glory. For you are God Almighty. And where you are, there is liberty for each one of us. Touch your people now, Lord. Glorify Jesus through them, I pray, and reveal him to them. Your word declares, you testify of Jesus. Reveal him to our hearts. Keep us close to him, Lord. Keep Keep your fire in us for the Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise. And God's people said, amen and amen. Well, there there, there were others healed, I'm sure, but but the Lord just showed me that Elvira lady that was just healed. (laughs) A a name like Elvira, you, you don't even think about those names like that. I just heard it, Elvira. What a God we serve. It's time to give. It's time to sow seed. It's the Lord's, you know, we're celebrating Christmas, right? We're celebrating his birthday, not our birthday. So people give gifts to each other, but they forget the Lord. It's his birthday, for them sake. say. Let's give him out of love. Giving is loving. And loving is giving. And love is something you do, not something you say. Think about all the people you're going to buy gifts for. Suzanne today is in the mall shopping for all the grandkids, because we love them. So, When you love somebody, you you go to the mall, and she... My wife has been in the mall all day long today buying gifts, and I've been paying for those gifts for the grandkids because we love our grandchildren. We have seven grandkids. We love them all. But this is the thing we do every Christmas and every birthday. My Theo just celebrated 18 years old. We're giving him, uh, you know, birthday gifts and special things, and this week we're going to celebrate his birthday. But you bring something with you because you love your, your, your grandson. He's my, he's my number one grandbaby. And he's 18 years old now. I can't believe it. About Jesus. Isn't it time to say, Lord, I love you with a gift? So let's do it right now. You can, you can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, which is the easiest way to do it. Benahim.org or just simply text BHM4577. And want to continue this tomorrow, please share this with your friends. Please share this with your friends. And just one, one, one quick, I want to give you a little piece of counsel. There's some people out there that are claiming to be me and asking for money. Don't you dare give them a cent. They they they, they these are frauds. They they put something on 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 social media with my picture on it, and they ask for for, for support or money. They're they're really thieves. PLEASE DON'T DO THAT. I BEG OF YOU. DO NOT GIVE MONEY TO ANYONE WHO SAYS THEY ARE BENEHIN AND THEY ARE NOT. OKAY? YOU'LL SEE MY FACE TALKING. OKAY? GOOD. ALL RIGHT. MUCH LOVE TO YOU. SHALOM. BENEHIN MINISTRIES HAS STAYED ON THE CUTTING EDGE FOR THE PAST FIVE DECADES. THE LORD MADE IT CLEAR THAT KEEPING AND STORING ALL ARCHIVES AND RESOURCES SHOULD BE A TOP PRIORITY. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Hen Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for His glory, because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. All right, you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on, you can go to our website, benihid.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving, thank you for giving, and let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.